0: Stuff. Alex Crown, how's it going?
1: It's it's going it's going well. I'm back in Belgium, and I'm really happy to be here. No, awesome. Whereabouts in Belgium are you now? I live in Antwerp, and my okay. horses are stabled thirty minutes outside of Antwerp. So 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 cool. So it's
0: been a while. I'm super excited to to be here again because you know how much I love doing here. We talk yes. about every <laughs> six months, and every time we're like, yeah, we need to do stuff together, and you're just always busy at church. So it never happens.
1: You can ask any of my friends, that's how I am. I'm the worst yeah.
0: sometimes. Yeah, yeah,
1: You've been you've been very much
0: uh the person I send my terrible stories to, or whenever someone's angry at me, or whenever I've got a crazy story, that's just kind of how we've been relating. Um so tell me, how was how was Florida?
1: Florida was great this year. I really have no complaints. My horses all jumped amazing there. I started working with a new trainer in Florida, and that went really well, Maggie McAulary. Um And we get along great. And I don't know, I think everything's, knock on wood, going very well at the moment. You, have, so you just came back to
0: Belgium training and already showing, or your season starting soon?
1: Um, I haven't started competing yet. I just went training at uh, Lear the other day. I will go to Von in two weeks, will be my first show.
0: Okay, very, very cool. And um, I've been kind of stalking your Instagram as you do, <laughs> as I always do. Who doesn't stalk Alexander Brown's Instagram? Um, And I saw recently that you had your first, well, your first official Alex Brown style um
1: yeah I assume it was Sorry about yes that. how did that go um uh, so I'm very excited about it I bought Tika the horse that was sold right before Florida and I bought her as an investment like my first investment horse um and she was adorable and everything I don't know it just kind of worked out very well we Maggie helped me get her sold and so now she is in Ocala I believe and I'm very excited to see her future in the States and see well, where she goes cool. in the sport. Very, very cool. I know this is
0: something that we had previously discussed about, it's always been kind of your new ambition to start doing sales and to, to look at horses. And I know how challenging it, it is. And <laughs>
1: you've seen it all.
0: And how was the process? Uh, where did you find the mare? Like, kind of tell me a little bit about that. And then sending her to America, producing her as a south horse was not the easiest So
1: how was that experience? Um, Yeah, so my, as we spoke before about, like my dream goal business idea is that I would love to have a few investment horses every year when I come to Florida that are horses that I can ride myself, but also are very commercial, which are one in the same. Like I'm a very small American girl and I'm not very strong. So I think that horses that suit me are Really suitable for pretty much anyone and and so, I just want to bring safe, fun amateur horses to the states and I've always wanted a pinto as well. It's always been my dream. My first pony was a pinto, and I've been chasing that ever since um, so I pretty much check out every single pinto I see at the shows, and my friend actually saw her at a show and sent a video to me because again, everyone, I tell everyone I want Pintos. So everyone knows about this session and we went and tried her and it just kind of all fell into place right before I went to Florida. No, that that's so exciting. We know how tricky it is to get an
0: investment horse. Like we, I mean, as you say, we've spoken about that before the, the exact that needs to be perfect. The operation needs to be perfect. Everything needs to be smooth. The price needs to be on point. Like it is so, 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 so hard to find the right horse when it comes to investing. To then do a, a flip, as I like to call them, like to sell them, you know, perhaps for more money after the interviews or better on the American market. And um, did you did you face any challenges or everything was super, super smooth in terms of? I, I'm sure it was kind of the fun in the million, wasn't it?
1: It. I mean, there's always challenges. I think we had more challenges with bringing her over. Wellington's quarantines were completely filled. Um, The flights were really hard. So we kept having kind of one delay after another, trying to get her booked on a flight, trying to get her booked into a quarantine. And then we had a slight quarantine problem where the quarantine had to restart. um, And it was so, she had a very late to start to WEF and that would be the biggest challenge I'd say. We couldn't really get started with her until week eight. Um, but thankfully she's a very cool little horse. She it was super brave. And like, once she kind of settled into the job, she, I think she's gonna be a little rocket for somebody. No, that's so. amazing.
0: And what did you produce her over when you were in, in Wellington? Was it like, what type of classes did she jump? with you?
1: Um, so I actually Maggie McAller, my trainer, showed her, and she jumped her in the one meter twenty five classes, and then, like I said, like we only had a few weeks with her, so I let Maggie kind of fast track the process, and she did a fantastic job with the horse. No, that's 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 amazing. I I'm sure this is like the wish of
0: <laughs> so many people. Like the investment horse goes right. It's funny because like it's this thing where. It either goes really, really well and you've got this amazing story to share or it totally goes wrong. And I think that a lot comes down to your capacity as a, as a writer, as a buyer, surround yourself by the right advisors and the right people. And it's, it's so tricky because something that could work for one person could not work for someone else. And, but I think that being a pinto really does help because look at the really, amount of people that want these little jumping cows. There's a bunch of them.
1: So many people walking around at the show with her. Everyone's pointing her out. People are like, oh my God, it's always been my dream. It's like, well, she's for sale. <laughs> it, and I mean, that's why I bought her, because she was a Pinto. I guess she jumped like a freak as well, but the color really, really helps the situation. No, that's pretty really cool. How many
0: horses did you come back like with from Florida, how many do you have in the barn now?
1: I came back with five and I have one other mayor that is still in the sport at the barn here. I had one other one here that we just decided to retire. He was here for the winter, Charlie. Um, So, but I have a good team. I have three for myself that I'm going to be competing in the next few weeks. And then um, one's coming back from injury and then I have one that my boyfriend's going to start showing, actually.
0: No, that's really cool. Really, really, really cool. And, well, I'm sure Marco does participate tremendously in in your support system, right? As a a writer, he he seems to be very involved. I think one thing that can be super interesting here is, like, actually talking about your support system. How do you because it's so overwhelming the so much going on traveling changing countries you being american living in holland and then being american living in america for a few weeks and traveling with horses and showing and changing trainer like you've had so much change which is probably why you didn't text me back for a little while or you can t- 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 take a few weeks
1: you're like hey man, i'm sorry <laughs> like i said it's with all of my friends i'm the worst i Marco sometimes has to text me ten times to get an answer because I look at my I'm doing something I'll look at my phone I'll get a text and I'll be like okay I'm gonna respond to that later and it's gone it's never it's never happening later is a few weeks later is
0: a few weeks so, later a few um, yeah as as I as I was thinking um what's like how does Alex Crown manage the overwhelming amount of changes that happen in her life while one keeping sane while two Keeping sane
1: and well, free. Keeping sane. Um, I like you said. I'm very lucky. I have a really big support system. I have a great team around me and my horses, and they kind of help keep this all together. I really am not alone in this, which I think is the biggest part. I get a lot of help. My I always know my horses are have the best care possible, which also helps free my mind and keep me a little bit more sane to focus on other logistical factors um so i think a good team is what you need to keep saying no, absolutely
0: i think that's definitely definitely important in terms of you like because you know there's different layers to anyone as a rider is there anything else that you're involved in apart from just being a show jumping i mean just like the summons that fall into it what i'm saying is do you did you study anything particular do you have any other passion apart from horses like what's involved in your life or is it just horses, horses, horses,
1: horses and horses? Um, it's a lot horses, but I went to university. I studied public relations with a minor in psychology. And then I am going to go to business school um fairly soon. So I'm excited for that chapter. But I've ever since I've been little I was little, I've been horse obsessed. I all of my school projects were about horses. All of my papers were horse-related. Art projects were of horses. Like, I I don't know. My mind has always just been horses, horses, horses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking. Do you already know which business school you're going to? I would like to go to business school in Antwerp, the international business school here. Oh, that's, that's very, very cool. Uh, so that allows you to really keep the, the balance between shows exactly, and national, exactly. internationally
0: and and studying. And, um, so of course, that is is surely going to become a, a fairly interesting part of, of your life and your revenue stream in the future. Um, as an equestrian and as a writer, do you have anything in mind in terms of, of your goals? Do you have a big vision for the person you want to be and what you want to represent by the next, like, five, ten years? I, I ask these super overwhelming questions there. I feel like one of those orientation person you go to at high school and you don't know what to do. But um, like, yeah. tell
1: me about yourself. <laughs> tell me about yourself. Um, well, like I said, like for the time being, that my goal is kind of to have some investment horses and always come to America with horses I can stand behind. That I, like I said, I'm a small girl. I'm not very strong. I like brave horses with a nice mouth. I think that it's pretty universal. So horses that I would want to ride and feel comfortable selling to other amateurs or riders like myself. Um, and yeah, I just want to make other people happy, find horses and riders that match really well together and see them accomplish their goals. And then hopefully accomplish my riding goals along um, at the same time.
0: No, that's very, very good. What would you say has been like the most challenging thing you've faced as a rider in terms of in the ring? Cause I remember you had, you had shared some, some challenges in that matter in the past. Can
1: you, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Um, so challenges in, sorry. Um, so two years ago, at or very, very end of 2019, I had a bad fall. That was kind of a freak accident. The horse slipped and fell at the canter at home on the flat. Um, and I hit my head and ended up with two brain bleeds and severe concussion and was in the hospital for, I think, ICU for like four days. Um, and It was a whole time, a whole, a whole thing. Um, And I lost my ability to speak for a couple of months. And it was a pretty crazy time right before COVID started. So the crazy time just kept on going right after that. Um. So that did affect my confidence quite a bit. I became a little bit, I'm not, I became quite timid. I didn't want to fall off again, mostly because I just didn't want to hit my head again. Um, and before that, I always struggled a bit with my brain when it came to the ring, I keeping my nerves under control and keeping myself calm. So that definitely did not help the situation. Um, but I think that, Slowly but surely, I'm starting to overcome that. I've worked with great sports psychologists. I read good sports psychology books. I talked to my friends whose brains and mental stability that I admire. And I find that's all really helped me along with having, like I said, again, a good support system and a team that I can really trust and believe in and horses that I really believe in. I think all of that has kind of helped me rebuild my confidence to where i am now and i think that's a pretty good place to be
0: All right it's really 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 like it's a big move right i feel like a lot of people's careers get shattered by one pull and that's people that are not i don't know if the word is willing but willing to push themselves out of their comfort zone enough to overcome that and i mean it's no no judgment here it's so difficult to, to overcome the fall or overcome an accident or a life life challenge you know so i think that's that's pretty amazing and um so in, when that happened you were training with lorenzo correct
1: yes i was training with lorenzo de Luca and Sarah happy at upstaff Obstaffens- okay. stables
0: so do you feel like as a trainer because the role of the trainer in the career of a writer is tremendously important um how did How did this training structure uh of Lorenzo and even to the transition to now like not speaking of him as a trainer, but generally, what is your experience with the trainer role and how did that help you overcome that challenge But not just just that just more generally how does that empower you on the day to day to go over your doubts and to understand what you have to do better and to see yourself better positioned as a rider, as competitive rider?
1: I think a trainer plays a tremendous role in who you are as a rider and your confidence and what happens in the ring. I think it depends on the rider who you work, whose training style works best for you. I have been lucky. I've worked with some incredible trainers that have all kind of given me little pieces of the puzzle and really helped me tremendously with my riding. I think Lorenzo gave me an Immense amount of confidence and made me have fun with the sport. And of course, that was just an unfortunate accident that happened at home. But when I was coming back, he really made me have fun with it. And that gave me a lot of confidence. And now with Maggie, she also gives me a lot of confidence. She really reassures me. She makes sure that I feel prepared when I walk into the show ring. And I believe in myself, my plan, and my horse. Not that's, that's so strong. So strong job move right here. And Maggie, so tell
0: me, I don't, I've never, I've never talked to Maggie. <laughs> so she's based in Wellington or she's based both in Wellington and America. Like how is the training structured today? Because you're in
1: Europe. So Maggie is American, but she has been working for Ben Mayer for the past few years, um, helping to run his training program there. So she's, started off on her own and the timing worked really well because I was also looking for my next step and I'm lucky she bases part of the year in Florida and then part of the year in Antwerp so it worked out very well for me she's here now the, and she's gonna the, go to shows with me over here
0: definitely makes it easier and um, yes. what's your what's the day-to-day right now training for you like what kind of the the weekly schedule like you know you have five horses, so that's not a lot of work. But I'm sure with with training, is not just as you say, the riding. There's so much more involved. And how, like, what's going on, and how do you prepare for shows effectively?
1: Um, so right now, my days aren't crazy busy at the stable because I have three or four horses in work for myself. Maggie sometimes will ride one or two, or it depends on what we're trying to do or what we're trying to accomplish. So um, I normally get to the stable in the morning and ride however many I have to ride that day. And then I normally go to the gym after or work out or or do something fitness related. And then um, we just moved in Antwerp. uh, Marco and I just got a new apartment. So we're kind of slowly but surely putting it together. So that takes up a big part of my day now.
0: Yeah, I, I tell you. I also moved into a new apartment with my boyfriend a few days. Well not a few days ago, like two weeks ago now, and I became a house decorator. That's my new, it's, <laughs> my new career. It's a
1: lot. Yeah. It's it's it really is. a lot
0: of work. It really, really is. And I feel like we also wanna do so much and make it cozy and cute and sweet and fit our lifestyle like this so much that falls into into it. Um, Alex, not because my AirPods are running out of battery, but because I wanted to keep this short and sweet so we can regularly do, do episodes and uh, not take too much of your time. To end up on a interesting and positive note, what would you say would be the most important approach you would give to a young writer or an amateur that really admires you as a writer and admires the career you've had so far to prepare themselves in the best conditions to win in the show ring. What would
1: you what would you share? What would be your best approach from advice here? I would say to like I feel like everyone says it, but it's important to never give up and keep going and keep being determined and keep trying. There was always going to be low points in your riding and your career. I mean, I've for sure had many of those and it's just important when you're in one of those moments to dig in and keep pushing. Um And also just to learn from everyone and everything that you can, like you can watch, you can get so much education from just watching the warm-up rings, from watching the top riders in bigger classes or in young horse classes and asking questions and surrounding yourself with a good team. As always, it always comes back to that.
0: I feel like a lot comes down with this to, you know, as you say, surrounding yourself by the right people um, and yep. going back to the team of staff and the support system. I hear you because I feel like those words also hit me as an entrepreneur. You know the ups and downs of what I'm trying to build. Tell me about it. And I think that <laughs> never giving up is an important one. Um we'll close on this one. Thank you so much for for showing up today and for being here and for being a great support of my journey as an entrepreneur and for Bridal and for the community and everything. And uh thanks for being here, Alex. It means a lot. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's a pleasant that's all. See you later.